Pickett, she lays it off, Teresa Polaris! It's an absolute peach! Yes, driving! What a hit from Melina Rez! Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat-trick! Welcome back to Radio Dub. It's been a minute, it's been a month, it might have been two months. But we're it's back been a long with, time. It's been a long time, but we're back with a cracking show, I think. Two amazing guests, one in the waiting room at the moment. I'm Peculiar Friend Pong. You've seen my face before, but we've got a new face, a new co-host. Josh Parrish has left, and I said, we need like, we need us like another replacement, but an Avenger-level replacement. Lucky Avenger-level? Avenger-level, that's what I'm saying. I can only assume you mean one of like the, the less like notable no, no, Avengers, no, no, like no. War Not Machine or something. You're coming in, coming in strong. Wow, okay. by, you've heard the voice before. If you've listened to FNR, it's the sweet so- tones of Lockie Flanagan. Lockie, what does it feel like to be on Radio Dub? It's nice. I've been uh, looking on at Josh Parrish for many months of the existence of this program with uh, with great envy. You always get to talk to uh, such good people on this program and talk about such good things. I'm excited to be a part of it. Shall we get to one of those uh, those good people uh so we'll we, get to one of them, them very, very shortly. We should. We should. Lock but who, who have we got on? Who have we got, got on? Mark Torcaso, if I've, if I've pronounced, pronounced it correctly. You, you know, if I've pronounced it incorrectly, he'll let me know. Who the else? Man, who who else? else, though? Because Mark Torcaso is, is a headline on his own. That That's all you need for one show. But we have two guests we joining us. We do have two guests. And you know what? Last night, we mean you both were at the uh, Nike FC Cup between uh, Heidelberg and South Melbourne. And Francesca Iamano. These names, I'm going to get them correct. She's You're on in the she's on at five thirty with us. Switch that around a little bit, but we'll get to Mark, the man who wears many hats, coaches from new A League women's head coach. Lockie, is he in? Are we already? He, he is with us, Mark Torcaso. Uh, obviously, a man of many hats, as Pakua said, but most importantly, of which the inaugural A League women's head coach for Western United. Uh, Mark, first of all, congratulations. Thank you, guys. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, coming through loud and clear. Uh, f- first of all, obviously, we always, I think, suspected that this uh, news might be coming to fruition. I think secretly within the uh, the walls of Football Nation Radio, we also it, hoped that it would be would the be case. the worst kept secret, Lockie? Quite, quite possibly. But, but how pleased are you, Mark, to, to finally get this, uh, this news that you are the head coach of Western United confirmed? Um, no, like, uh, pretty, pretty excited to be quite honest. It's going to be, um, it's going to be a good little journey. Obviously, uh, the Western United journey is, is only fresh. So this is just, um, a, a part of it and I'm, I can't wait. It's going to be so exciting. Mark, I want to go back to, you know, you, you're coaching Calder, you know, having exciting, being great, great club and great history. When did you first hear about potentially, you know, you guys go Western United, you guys going to the Western United fold and heading into the A-League women's? Uh, it was probably around 2018 where we had a very – 2018-19, we had a very first initial uh, discussion that the club wanted to go towards um, being part of a national competition. And then it was around, obviously, when Western was established um, after that that um, we sort of approached them and said, that, how do we be involved in potentially being part of a national competition? Because we always had this ambition that Calder wanted to be part of the A-League mm-hmm. someday. Um, but then once Western was formed, um, it was a matter of uh, just you know connecting with the Western the Western Melbourne group and then talking to them about what our, view, our views were and future was, um, and then it just literally all uh, joined the dots just joined. Then it was just a matter of how do we make this happen, and then we just put some ideas together and 
and then here we are today. It's just um, it, it happens like it feels like it's happened really quickly, um, but it's it's going to be so exciting. I can't we can't wait. Mark, we've obviously spoken a few times when you've been with us on the the green room in your sort of then role as a as academy director of, of Western United, and it's, it's something we touched on a lot. But I want to bring it up for for a, a sort of fresh set of ears, the uh, the radio dub listeners as well. I mean, thinking back to what you've just said there about sort of Calder's ambitions to be an A-League women's team at some point, Western United also sharing that ambition. Uh, both of you guys being based in the West and Calder as well, having this sort of Unique selling point, I guess, coming into the A-League Women's as a team with a, a full top-to-bottom setup, you know, an academy as well. It, it really does feel like this has been, uh, you know, not just a, a partnership kind of made in heaven in as many ways, but also um, the fact that it is such a, a landmark announcement. It's all sort of happening at the perfect time too. Yeah, I think the the um, biggest part of this that we should be excited about is it's another pathway for young girls uh, and females to have uh, an opportunity to play at the highest level. Um, and if it's not A-League level on the highest level, there's an opportunity to play at MPL level with Calder. And if it's not at that level, um, then you've got your community bases around that. But there's a, a genuine pathway from, you know, your mini roos, your sevens and eights, right through to MPL at Calder, and then now um, it, right into your pathway in the W League. And, and that's, or the A-League women's, That's the um, that's been the intention. That, that's sort of been something that, has been sitting with me for all the years that I've coached, even prior to being at Calder, is that at some point there needs to be this pathway where we're feeding into an A-League women's side because um, one pathway, one sort of message all the way through could be pretty exciting. And um, I think that message is important, is having one sort of clear message right through top to bottom. Um, so that's, that's I think, for me, uh, the opportunity here for, for girls to have that um, that extra pathway as well. Uh, and that's kind of a, a, a testament to, um, you know, the, the input that, that Western United have had in all of this and, and their commitment to women's football as well. Because, you know, already in your sort of inaugural season, before a ball has even been kicked in, in you know, competitive football, you guys in terms of uh, that sort of um, youth level, you know, top to bottom setup are already the, the benchmark in, in many respects with what you've got to offer there. I think the like you said, it was it's a, it was a match made in heaven because one really wanted um, to be part of uh, a national competition, and uh, the A League Women's in, in Western United really wanted to have that connection. And then uh, it was obviously lucky enough. Calder was a, a very successful uh, women's side um, since its inception in 2016, and uh, and with Western obviously being located in the Western area, it just it was just a perfect connection. And then. Um, it was literally. It was like a. It was like a first date, and we hit it off straight away. <laughs> and now, obviously, maybe the first date. I don't know. Maybe it's happening the first date. But you, do you tell them what you what you see for the future? Now, for you, Mark, what was the kind of things you wanted Western to know about Calder that you wanted to keep as an identity, and you know, for the future, and say this is the club, but we want to build with you, but we also want to keep these things that we've you know grown and allowed mm. us to become who we are. It was interesting because. Um, I don't know if it was by luck or if it was by coincidence or what it was, but the general sort of culture that we built at Calder and the gen- general philosophies and visions actually really lined up with exactly the way the Western sort of group um, put their stuff together. And it was just really weird. And like sometimes you'd walk into conversations and meetings or you'd, you'd watch a training session with, with where the A-League men's side and you look at things, you go like, oh my God, this is very similar. Um, I don't think there was anything that, 
um, that was different. That was the really good thing that we didn't have to change too much with what was Calder doing and didn't have to change too much with what Weston was doing. It's literally like we're both doing very much the same things. Obviously, um, you know, the Calder identity is very important because, um, you know, that's a, a successful brand now in Victoria and I don't think that that connection will ever be lost. Um, and obviously the colder name won't ever be lost, but I think now the gen, the, the genuine pathway for players is what needs to be looked at is you can play it colder in the NPL, but Hey, there's an opportunity to step into an A-League women's side here as well with Western being the partner. So I guess it just married up again because of the, the two, the two entities had very much the same visions and philosophies. So, and the cultures was very much the same. Well, speaking of players potentially being involved at Calder and making the transition across to, to Western United, we've, we've heard your reaction about you know the official announcement, not just about uh, Western United being part of the A-League Women's, but also you being the head coach. What was the reaction of the, the playing group, You know, uh, many of whom uh, you'd imagine will maybe get a chance to, to feature as part of that senior side when it was uh, confirmed? Yeah, without letting too much out of the bag, I think all the all the players were very excited because not, not that they've come to Calder for the fact that there was a, a connection with an A-League women's side, but I think, like going back before, just knowing that there's an opportunity for them who might have missed out on previous years um, in other A-League spaces um, to have an opportunity. And um, I think that was the main thing for, I guess, my message to the players. I wanted to be clear that, Obviously, you know, Calder's got a, a job to still do here and finish this season off and be successful and win everything that we can. But some of them, uh, some of the players will have that opportunity. And I've been very clear with that. It doesn't, obviously, just because you're, not, you're at Calder, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have that opportunity. But uh, obviously, you're in that window um, underneath my, my eyes, which is important. Um, but I think just that excitement there it was there as well for them. Like they, they were much as, as excited for, for me as, as I guess I was and as the club was because um, they're along this journey uh, w- with myself uh, as well. So, you know, if I could take all of them, I would. But um, the reality is, is everyone's in, in different stages of the development and there might be a group this year and there might be another group next year. But, um, yeah, uh, without telling you too much of who's, who's going to have that opportunity, um, there'll be a few. There'll be a few, definitely. Absolutely, and, and we know as well if, if uh, you know previous evidence is anything to go by from Western United, they are a very ambitious club, and we saw them you know sort of hit the ground running with uh, big signings for their A League men's side when they first came in. Are there plans afoot to to bring in some you know to complement that existing colder base with some uh, some uh, headline signings potentially? Definitely, uh, in in that um, obviously, if, if you follow the women's game a fair bit, there's there's definitely a couple of names that have been thrown around. Some overly ambitious, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but as as you would know, Chris the way Chris is, he, he likes to he likes to be very ambitious. But that's good. Um, that's a good thing. Uh, but yeah, there'll, there'll be players that that will be some established, um, uh, some you know important figures that are that are going to going to set our team up. But um, I wouldn't expect Amada or anyone like that at, at the moment, but who knows? We, we, can, we can try for anything. We, could, we can have a look at that. Look, I, I think oh, I speak on behalf of myself and Pakua and we say we, we don't have any problem with a, uh, an aim for the aim for the stars and Absolutely hit the moon not. kind of transfer <laughs> policy. That's perfectly fine. I think that is the best transfer policy. <laughs> now, Mike, obviously heading into the A-League women's, it's, it, it is a step up. Like even if you keep, you know, there's a majority of your players and if you get additional Things. It is going to be a step up. How do you foresee those challenges, and how do you see yourself and your your coaching staff kind of challenge, um, you know, tackling those challenges? 
Um, I, I think this year, um, not not that it was confirmed that I was going to be the coach or not, um, you know, prior to this season, I, I sort of started preparing myself in a different way as a coach in, in regards to the way I was, you know, sort of training the cold, in the colder setup and utilising staff more and all that type of stuff. So it was almost like I was going to start preparing myself regardless, even if I did get the job or not, because um, I just thought it was a good opportunity for me to develop myself a bit more as a coach. So um, there's no doubt that the stepping stone into that level is going to be um, a huge step, obviously. Um, I've, I've been lucky enough to work in that space as a goalkeeper coach with Victory back um, in 2014 to 16. So I sort of uh, know that, that setup and that environment, how it needs to look. But um, from myself, from my perspective, I had to adjust my coaching and change certain things because uh, it is a big step, you know, the demands of more training, um, you got to challenge the players obviously a lot more and, and obviously you're going to be challenged a lot more. So um, definitely have to change that. But obviously it's also, it's it's fresh and new too. So um, we roll with the punches, I guess, in each day that, you know, each challenge that you're confronted with, you just adjust to it as best you can, but be as, pre- as prepared as you possibly can as well. And I can't imagine for yourself or for, for players as well that it's, easy necessarily to, to set expectations for an inaugural season in a professional competition? I mean, how many how many people over the years have actually had to deal with that sort of a conundrum? But do you, do you feel like, obviously, the fact that there will be a good core uh, without, again, like you said, without wanting to give too much away, a Lucky, good core of this colder this side? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going somewhere, I promise. Uh, the fact that there will be a sort of, um, you know, a united group who have played together, know each other inside and out, um, as opposed to a situation you might find with other startup clubs where you've got to cobble together a, a full squad learning to play together and understand one another for the first time. Do you think that gives you a sort of edge going into an inaugural season, the fact that there will be players who really, really know each other both on and off the pitch? I think that that is, uh, that is a really important thing to be quite honest because um, well, the one message that was clear when all these discussions were had was, you know, same message, same coach, similar players understanding the same way that we sort of wanted to play. Um, obviously, you know, going into a very first training session in a different environment, you know, in different colours, I guess, to some extent, um, even though we were a green at training, but at colder, but uh, going into that sort of different um, environment, I guess it's always going to change the perception that you're in that sort of A-League sort of, I guess, set up now. So you, you automatically shift that. I think, though, the important thing for me is having relationship the right relationships with players is going to be important uh, in this in this situation like knowing the players knowing me and me knowing some of these players um, knowing you know what I can get out of them what they can get out of me is probably going to be the real critical thing in this Um, and then obviously with new players that come in is adjusting to that but you're not having to do that with you know, 23 plays potentially you might only have to do that with sort of 10 or 15 because the other 10 already know who you are so um, I guess that that's and that's a very important thing for me is the players knowing myself and, and me knowing them to some extent or the majority of them anyway, and that will hold them in good stead. I guess you know going into that season. So I, I don't know if it's an advantage, um, but I would definitely say it, it will help that we both know each other. I guess initially. Now it's great to look into the future, but we the present is occurring. I don't know if it's happening at the same time. I don't know what the laws of time travel are, but Mark, <laughs> colder right now. Top of the MPLW table, got a game next week for the Nike FC Cup. How are you? How are you feeling right now? How's you, how are you thinking about the season so far? Um, I, I've been blown away to be quite honest because we went into this season with a little bit of um, 
because uh, we went in with obviously seven or eight fresh new young players from our under 19. So I didn't really have high, massive expectations. I Obviously, we wanted to be a top four side. Um, but previous years, we've had lots of experienced players, lots of W League players, where this year we're going in with some really young, fresh players. And I sort of, my expectations were high, but they weren't, you know, what they have in previous years. It's been, let's, let's, let's get as far as we can. Um, and the way these girls have just adjusted and gelled um, to each other have, has been amazing. And I think it would probably be up until, you know, obviously this weekend, the best start to a season that we've ever had. Mm. Um, you know, we've conceded only four goals, I think in 15 games or whatever it is, or 14 games and scored a lot and just playing extremely well. And list- the girls have just been amazing and listening to everything and learning. The most important thing for me is learning because some of them will have that next step and that opportunity to go to the next level. Um, so that's been the most important thing for me is they've learned a lot, but we've managed to get points along the way, which is great. And obviously we've got a Nike FC Cup game on Tuesday too. So um, I've just been looking at all these games as experiences for these players. Um, so that's that's been so important for, for this group at the moment. I think you've been a little bit modest, Mark. It's a little <laughs> bit modest, you know, four goals conceded. I feel like the book needs to come out from this coaching stuff. Because well, we, we've got a name for it in, in commentary land. It's just the, the colder canter oh, because they just hey, get out in I front like and it. they just, uh, you know, go steadily along. They just keep keep going the way they're going. It's way too modest. Oh, I think we need, we need to brag a little bit more. Come on, Mark. No, no I, I, it's listen, the, the girls have been, they've been rippers. I, I can't fault them. They, their commitment has been huge. Um, and I guess they like we don't have an out-and-out goal score. I can't even think of who is leading our goal scoring because I think like 10 players have scored like six goals each. It's just the way it's just worked with five goals each, whatever it is, it's just amazing. So, um, you know, through all cup competitions, it's it, it's been pretty good. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't like to I don't like to talk like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's funny, Mark. I'm I'm actually thinking back to uh, what you were saying when we, we Josh and I spoke to you on the green room right after the opening round of the season, where you were sort of saying that you know you were sort of uh, managing your expectations a little bit because of how many young players uh, were coming into the side. But lo and behold, the under 19s have come up and uh, made the leap. They've understood the sort of colder identity and understood way of playing quite easily. I, I feel like that kind of, uh, to sort of bring this full circle, that kind of speaks to, to what you were saying before about the strength of being able to, you know, take a, an identity, a way of playing a style and implement it from the top down because those players have come in and have not looked out of place at all and it's allowed you to have, you know, the incredible season you've had so far. And that, Yeah, that's that's what I was saying, uh, you know, even before with the going into the A-League is, if you've got a nucleus and then you've got to bring in a few outside of that, as long as you get your change room right, you get your culture right, um, like more often than not, it all falls into place. Not saying that we're going to have uh, four goals conceded after 14 rounds <laughs> in the W League, in the A League women's, but it, it, we'll, we'll, have, we'll definitely have a go at it. But um, I think the team setting and that culture is the important thing. It doesn't matter if you're a first-year player in the seniors or you've been there for how many years or you're an experienced player like an Alex Sinclair, it's, um, as long as you bring it all together and you make it work and you make everyone, I guess, feel very important and part of the group, um, I guess it just it just flows. And like we don't look at results each week and go, all right, yeah, this weekend we've got to do this or this week we've got to do that. We put high expectations on the players to perform and it just it just flows. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's just an incredible setting, to be quite honest. Well, Mark, thank you for joining us. You know, it's been – I feel like we've we've learnt something new and maybe, Lockie, we're going to have the 
the fantastic rest of Radio Dub as Calder are having at the moment. Mark, thank you for joining us and good luck for the no rest problem. of the season and good luck next season as well. And hopefully we'll have you back on the show. And we'll take a break. No problems. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back shortly with uh, some more interesting chats and even more guests.